Yo, what's good? Counter Currents Podcast. Your host with the most, Petey Steele. And Elena Torres. And Happy New Year, everybody. Your co-host with the Comos. Yep, we're back. Uh. And today we have a very special guest. It's always very special. She was oh, a local special. comedian. Now extra she's moved special. on to bigger Three and better X's. things. No. And... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Petey. Petey's always fucking up my intros. <laughs> All right. So she was a local comedian. She's moved on to bigger and better things. But she's extra special because this girl started doing comedy when she was 14 years old. Is that right? 13. 13 years old. Everybody, please welcome Liza Banks. Hello. Yeah, I'm the extra special. I would still say I'm local. I would still feel like a local. I still feel like a local. I've been here for like a month. So I feel like, and I feel like I haven't skipped a beat. Like, I just came right back and, yeah. like, jumped jump right back in. Have you everything. been doing it out in uh, Cali? Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing it in, um, there's a couple places in Oakland that I go, that I can actually, I can go to on my uh, moped scooter. You got a scooter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, oh, wow. I hope you want to stay alive. I know, yeah. It's a little sketch out in Oakland and on the, you know, you got to avoid the highways, but, because uh, oh I can only go, like, 40, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I still get up. I mean, I have lacrosse, so it's, like, that comes first, and okay. then, and school. And so yeah. then it's like, yeah. you know. So tell everybody, where are you in school? What's, what, are, what is this lacrosse? So I, got a, I go to clown school and I'm a, uh, I play lacrosse at, cl- no, I'm just kidding. I go to <laughs> <laughs> University of California, Berkeley. Um, bung, bung, bung. Yep. The, lots of uh, interesting things happening. That free speech movement started there. Yes, it Pretty sure cool. did. Yeah, so Berkeley was one that, that booed off Bill Maher and yeah oh yeah lots of all the the things that happen there yeah it's a very interesting place um but yeah and I play lacrosse there I'm on the varsity team we're you know hoping to get a Pac-12 championship this year (laughs) it's killer what's the record there I haven't been keeping up I'm embarrassed I should be um well last year was the first year of the Pac-12 like that Pac the Pac-12 like sponsored lacrosse Mm -hmm. because Arizona State added a team so we play so it's us Arizona State, Colorado, uh, University of Cal- Su- Southern California. Hey, You're all right. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's, that's where I'm uh, Stanford and Oregon. Oh. So it's yeah. six. Yeah. These guys are pussies. Yeah. So hey, <laughs> everybody hates on the Pac-12. I've noticed. Yeah, Pac-12. Yeah. Pac-12 is yeah, rock solid. Is great. Nothing. Yeah. So we didn't have a winning record last year, but hoping to <laughs> turn around this year. Hey, we have a game. We're playing GW here. Really? When? That's, that's when? I'm not gonna plug any shows. Let's just plug my lacrosse, yeah, <laughs> my lacrosse schedule. No, I want to go. Um, when is it? It's March 1st. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good. I can plan ahead. Dude. I yeah. Can't. I'm gonna be at a wedding in LA. I can't. Yeah. You're gonna switch be on the others, yeah. 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 <laughs> switch spots with a friend who no, also I went to University of Southern California. Oh, good. But I want to get like a whole group of comics to come. Mm-hmm. Like I want to get yeah. like see like you know like Ross Winnow and like all those guys yeah. like tailgating at a lacrosse game at GW like two in the afternoon on yeah, Friday. They would do How that funny would that be? Yeah, totally. like Jack Coleman. People are like, do you know that guy? I'm like, no, I don't. No. Know. <laughs> 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 Well, you don't have to say you know me because even when you do, it gets fucking blubbed out. Like that time they asked you at the city paper who your comedic like influences were, and yeah. you were Petey Steele, and they were like, uh, "She's getting help from like female yeah, comics yeah, around yeah, the yeah, area," yeah. and they like blurred me out. Yeah. Good. See, I just wanted you to confirm that so everybody knows that, like, you know, <laughs> I feel like, like I said in that article, shit. like, everyone was. Because that was when I was, that was the, that was like, I was like a year and a half, two years in. Right. And I was, like, I think I was 14 when that article was written. And I was like, everyone's helping me. I'm helpless. I don't oh, know anything. So you so didn't name drop me? I think, I don't know. I don't because remember. Because you sent me a message after. Oh, maybe I did. And you were like, I'm sorry I didn't give you a shout out, but you were like the first person I named, but they, like, blurred <laughs> it out. Yeah, I think he I did. He doesn't forget. Yeah. 
He does not no, forget. No. Clearly, I forgot. No, yeah, I think I think I did say you. Now that I think of it, I mm. definitely did. Yeah, because yeah, I definitely tried to be as like bad an influence as I could. Right. I was like, you're only gonna get better if you listen to Black Moons enter the stage. Like, right. You sent me all those all those songs. It was yeah. like a you and Jamel, yeah. like yeah, Jamel did Jamel. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like my my rap education. It was awesome. Yeah, just carried me through life. Hip hop is very very helpful for comedy. I found it is definitely that's definitely true. Isn't it I'd true like how to set up a joke and a punchline and stuff? And you think about all the greatest people, and they definitely had at least some element of comedy. Oh, I, there are certain rap albums that I laugh through the songs. Like you yeah. and I have had this discussion. You're gonna hate this name I'm about to say, but like Lil Wayne is hilarious. <laughs> like I know, I know. Yeah, PD's like PD's so like, mad. Like, you just smoke is coming Wayne. out of his ear. <laughs> but he, I know, I know, I know. But he's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. His whole thing is, is super it, funny. Like, like Lil Wayne said that it was that lyric like "Jeez, moving sounds like lasagna." Yeah, like, yes. <laughs> now you know that, what is, so so funny. Funny. that is so that, funny. That is so great funny. line. But you know, I have to say whether Wayne knows this or doesn't, and I don't think he does. That a similar line was said. Back in 99 by an underground guy out of Boston where he says, <gasps> I'll silence you G's like gnats and gnomes. Mm. I shatter mm. tomes when I flip it like a palindrome. It was my man Esoteric. That's like I mean, only that's something. Fine, but it's, it's, but lasagna, for, la- for comedic yeah. value, lasagna yeah. is yeah. hilarious. Yeah. No, that was hard. It was hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a hard line. Yeah. Like but yeah, oh I my God, look what we just did. <laughs> yeah, we got Petey to succumb. Yeah. <laughs> yes. One line in the Little Wayne song mm-hmm. is good, but I'd agree with that. Happy New Year. Rap is a lot like comedy. Like a lot of times when you're listening to it in both mediums, you like something like a line will hit you mm-hmm. like a yeah. second after, and you're like, oh, that's so good. Yeah. yeah. And that sort of like payoff in a really good totally. joke or a really good line. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So my true. four biggest like comedic influences weren't even comics. They were rappers. Really? Who? Yeah, Lord Finesse, Big L, Biggie, and Cool G Rap. Nice. Interesting. Yeah. I like that's it. That's good stuff. Yeah, it was brutal. So, Liza, tell... Uh, I'm not as new to the DC comedy scene. I'm newer to the DC comedy scene than you are. Yeah, and yeah. I'm interested to see, like, how much has it changed from when you started... Now, because you've been doing it, you're 13. How old are you? So now? I've been doing it. April will be six years. It's a long time. Wow. And PD, you're what? Longest? Seven? You're six, seven. PD. S- yeah. How long are you? This will be seven years this February. Okay. So you guys I are around the same time. Around the same time. So yeah. what have you noticed is the biggest change yeah, from when you started? Six to years. Now? Jeez, that's like that longest relationship I've ever been in or will ever be in. <laughs> Comedy. <laughs> um, I think. Th- I mean, when I first started. There was like a lot of people here that have now moved on to New York and mm-hmm. L.A. And they haven't all like made it, but like they are on the cusp, you know, like right. Jamel, Sarah Armoire, mm-hmm. Brandon Wardell, um, I'm trying to think David, Maddie mm-hmm. or Maddie. Maddie. Um, mm-hmm. oh yeah, Maddie just moved to L.A. Yeah. That's pretty recent. Oh, yeah. did he? Yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I've been off Facebook. What are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? So I think when I first came in, there was all these people who were so fucking good. Like, they were so funny. And, like, you watch Jamel and you'd be like, that guy is just... Like, he's going to be famous. And that's sort of, like... That was, for me, as a young comic, I was like, holy shit, I suck. Like, you know? (laughs) Like, I was so bad. (laughs) And I knew I was bad because I was seeing these people who were very good at their craft. Mm -hmm. Um, And I... So, and I think... I was in this class of comedians. Like, I'd say Eddie Morrison is like this. I think Jack. I mean, a part of... I've I've been doing it for six years, but I'm 
you know, when I was 13, I couldn't go out every night. Right. When I was 14, I could go out two nights a week, you know, so it's like mm-hmm. sort of like mm-hmm. been a slow trickle, but I've been doing it, been in it at least six years. Um, and I think we, the way that like it's evolved is that we've all become good joke writers because we saw the people before us mm-hmm. and how well they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I sort of came in around the time like underground was just sort of picking up and that's become such a staple and that wasn't, I was, we were here when that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So there was sort of like, yeah. it felt disjointed. And now the comedy scene seems very connected. Um, and, you know, everyone knows each other. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. And everyone sort of, I think, I don't know. Yeah. What, what would you say? How has it changed? How has it evolved in the past um, six years? You know, I think in terms of evolution, it's just gotten huger. It, yeah. I look at it more as a volume thing. Really? Um, I don't think that everybody's gotten better. Yeah. I think some of it has gotten so big that it's almost kind of like a participatory scene. Like, even if you're not good, you can hang around and get yeah. social benefits. That's true. So, it... it you know, I don't want to say it's harder, but it definitely, I look around and I'm like, who are these people? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. That, but I'm not mad at it either because because of that, more people have had to get into producing shows. Right. However that's, small, that's probably that's been the biggest money thing. in my pocket and stuff because right. yeah. good. So, you know, it, it just, um, I think it's a kind of a rising tide lifts all ships, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's Some been people going to drown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drown. There's definitely the the like comedians producing shows, mm. which definitely uh, hit a spike, and the like really cool creative shows that kind of came around, like Facebook monologues. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. on Church Night a few years ago, and that's a super cool, very unique show that's like specific to DC. And I think yeah. they're gone now. Church Night. They yeah, they will. They, they, they had a sh- LA. Yeah, yeah, but they had a show like here. In just like last yeah. a couple weeks ago, yeah, yeah, I guess they're moved on. But like, that was you know that was super cool. And I think DC kind of there's a lot of creativity in mm-hmm. DC, and that's oh, yeah. um. And but I was here for uh, what's the coolest part has been like bunch of places that I started like don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's how I know I was, that's not really how I knew, but like that's how I knew I made it is when I was like talking about rooms that aren't even a thing. Yeah. Science Club, like yeah, the comedy wow. spot or the com the Boston comedy Boston, spot. Oh, that movie theater thing. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, when yeah. I was where I did my first set. Really? Yeah, and that was. A I trip. did one set there. It's horrible. Pat, yeah, it was horrible. horrible. Pat Riley was in the audience with his ex girlfriend, now ex girlfriend. Yeah. And she saw me perform. And he laughed really loud at a bunch of my jokes. Yeah. And she r- and I reminded her of like some ex boyfriend that she like hated, mm-hmm. and his, <laughs> and her seeing him laughing at him, she broke up with him, like not on the spot, but like within a couple weeks. And that and Pat to this day like blames me for that. I mean, it, it, that's we're still cool, that's just that's just a prime example yeah. of the like horrible darkness that exists in that places that you <laughs> broke up a couple yeah. <laughs> by doing a yeah. set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yo, blame it on the comedy spot. Yeah, Steel yeah. Is a fucking saint. Um, but yeah, I remember that spot, and I remember what was the uh, science club? Science club. I like that place I a lot too. And I don't know, the owner just kind of the whole place went out of business. Right, right. And I remember I was supposed to go and pick up a mic stand for Max Rosenblum yeah. the last day. And he's like, you know, I'm, you know, I know you're not at work. It was a Monday. I worked kind of a weird schedule. Yeah. And he's like, call the guy, but he's like, you got to be delicate with him, PD, you know, because he's losing his business. He's kind of like whatever. And I called and I'm like, Hey, you know, uh, 
can I get that? And he, I left the voicemail, and then he called me right back. He's like, I don't have time to deal with this today. You know, he's like, you just come by. And I was like, oh, you know geez. what, dude? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. And I just hung up. And then Max Whoops. was like, did you get that mic stand? I was like, no, I told the guy to fuck himself. And Max <laughs> just laughed out loud. He's like, actually, that's worth losing my yeah. mic stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that place. And so, like, and how, like. I, mean, I love that place. Yeah, and how Last Resort, Max's Last Resort turned into Capital Laughs, mm-hmm. and how that's Capital Laughs. That happened last. right when I started. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly, there were all these. Ooh. Emails. Yes, and drama. yes. I was like, I had done like drama. one show drama. last resort yep. at that point. I think it was like my second mic or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And suddenly I was like getting all these emails about all this drama. And I was like, so much drama. Where do I get time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, can I ask both of you guys? Because it was, time? It was like a, a weird in between Max and Jack. I don't even know. I don't, I'm out of the loop but it was someone they're cool now no no Max and Jack are cool no yeah yeah but there was some there was like a person between them like that was yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, there was a couple people between them okay yeah yeah. I'm not gonna name names I'm not gonna this isn't a gossip podcast I think I remember who those emails were signed by but there was there was like very there was a few very long like very long emails I just remember because I was like jeez yeah what, like is what going am I getting on? myself into? Yeah. And I remember those just like these long essay emails yeah. of like the evil that right. the Capital Ass was. Mm-hmm. And I was well, like, well Capital Ass seems to have better shows, so I'm just going to yeah. go. Those there. other people left comedy. Right. I mean, that's yeah. that's what they weren't done, really. You know? Yeah. I mean, no, they one of them was invested big. And that's another story for maybe another episode and maybe way down the road. History right. of capital laughs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. The story of my shoes by Charles Sims. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so wait, so you're taking a scooter up to Oakland. So that's like a three hour drive from L.A., right? No, I'm in no. Berkeley, which is like. Oh, you're in Berkeley. Duh. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Right yeah. next to Oakland. Right next yeah. to Oakland. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All yeah. Right, so that's good. So mm-hmm. I, I think I did some rooms up there. Well, no, I would. I did rooms in San Francisco. Yeah. You go down there. I go down. I go there sometimes. Like I t- San Francisco is close. It's like you know Virginia to DC, but I don't have a car and I have to Bart there, which is fine. But oh, you're the yeah, but I uh, I practice at seven in the morning. So oh wow. You know, so I was like, yeah, getting back at midnight, not doing any homework. Like it's mm-hmm. just not. I just couldn't. Yeah. I can't sustain it. What are you majoring in? I'm a political science and film double right, major. Great. Oh, how's the film school? It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's like very theory based. It's not as it's not like USC's where it's like production necessarily. Right. So it's like a lot of learning history and you gotta watch um, a lot of movies theory. and then write about them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's awesome and I love it. And I I'm, love those classes. It's so like, much fun. Oh, I just get to watch movies and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. talk about what I think about these movies. Yeah. Exactly. Fantastic. Right. And, and my dad did for years. He was a film professor. Yeah, it's super fun. I took yeah. two I took a history like the second part of the history of film and then I took an elective with this teacher who I love and it was uh like uh investigation of like the romantic comedy genre. Mm. And like nice. that was we had a, super we had a fun. rom-com class. Yes, it was a lot of fun. It, it's a lot of fun, and the history of film class was sick, and it was like so interesting because it it really like expands your your mind, and it's you're like, oh, best. this is why everything is the way that it is. And yeah. our teacher, like, she didn't care what you thought. She was like, this is what it is, and she was just like a total badass, and I like loved her. And she so doesn't she dissed rom-coms. Well, so my history of film was different than the rom coms, oh, okay. but uh, the rom com professor, she, like, we didn't diss it; we would just talk about it. And yeah. I mean, most rom coms are in some ways like problematic. Well, mm-hmm. it's just it's, v- it's a very formulaic, whatever. right, 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 genre. Like, and it's a certain formula; certain things have yeah. to happen. 
and it, there's not really yeah they lack a lot of depth a lot of the time mm-hmm. right i feel like if that's what you're looking for but they are it's a very specific formula yes yeah. and what we would do is we would like so the readings that we paired with the class or with the movies that we would watch it was like like it would go through like the history of like marriage and it would right. you know we talked about like the social issues that were going on at the time whatever movie we were watching like when it was made oh, that's and how they messy. didn't really line up like right. a lot of the things like a lot of like how when divorce rates spiked and there was movies all about weddings like how that sort of coincides oh, and so how they that's make it like a social thing it was well kind of a social oh, thing a little bit yeah i mean in terms of like it was uh, you know like an investigation into romance in general right. and talking about marriage and got me really <laughs> sitting in a room full of college kids it gets you thinking you're like right. whoa um but yeah, it was really interesting. and um, So on that point, like, did they ever have movies, rom-coms that were, like, pro-marriage that were getting released when divorce rights, rates were spiking? Yeah, I mean, As yeah. Like a, you know, kind of a thing to influence people? Right, well, I mean, yes. I mean, not, like, so closely, like, on purpose. But right. it was, like, I mean, we, we uh, read a lot about, like you know, post-World War II, how there was a lot of, like, even in with, there was, like, legislation passed that was sort of inhibiting women's ability to not be married. Mm-hmm. Like, the GI Bill is sort of within, stuff within that is embedded to, like, keep women out of the workforce mm-hmm. um, and how that was really interesting. Um, and then, yeah, there'd be, like, movies that were, like, marriage is great, you have to do it, and at the same time and like you know there was a there's a tax cut for people who were married who right. one person made right. more than the other like that sort of thing mm-hmm. um and then looking at like sort of like put, putting marriage up as this like great thing but yeah. it's not actually it's kind of suppressing half the population that you know yeah it sucks yeah, yeah. and then um <laughs> one of the most <laughs> interesting ones <laughs> was talking about like the social consequences of um I'm like I'm gonna mess this up. My professor's gonna listen to this, and she's gonna be like, "No," um, but like uh, being able to say no, like birth control, mm-hmm. and how it was, it was in a way it was like independence, right. and that showed up in movies, like women being able to, you know, go mm-hmm. out and, mm-hmm. you know, do what they want, get do. laid, and it's sure. fine, and they don't have consequences. Sure. But how that also impacted like people who were married who were having birth control, their ability to say no to their husbands, and that led to a spike in you know, domestic abuse, and oh, that was, shit. right? And that, and you don't think about that, but, like, the, um, God, I forget the name of it, but it's, like, your right, the right to say no, or, like, the, um, it's, like, a way of birth control. Like, birth control as a way to be, like, I don't have sex, but oh. when you get, once birth control hit the scene, like, husbands be, like, why not? Yeah. You're not gonna, it's, there's no consequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, that was interesting, because I didn't never thought about that. Yeah, um, like, me and Andy were watching Friday the 13th last night at yeah. his house. And that's very much like a Reagan anti-sex horror film. Yeah. Well, so it's many of those movies of are. Yeah. All those movies are. Yeah, if you if the fucking mom, because, yeah. you know, her son died when the counselors weren't watching him in the lake and he drowned and yeah. they're up screwing in right. an attic or whatever so that she comes back and then she just starts taking out anybody that's like a counselor that's like either looking for sex like poor one guy doesn't even get laid he just gets like rejected by this <laughs> other chick right. that lays yeah. Kevin Bacon but he gets the blade first Yeah, right. and I well, was like this was the only time I ever favored Kevin Bacon in it <laughs> because he actually got to finish off before he got the arrow put through his uh, Adam's apple well that's stuff, what the guy know? in Scream says in Scream 
the guy who's obsessed oh, with horror really? movies. He says that he's like that he's like the virgins survive. Oh, so sure. if you have sex, you yeah, die. You die. And then I found that like to be true in real life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, just a room full of survivors. Yeah, we better seal this place off in yeah. case Pete tries to get back in again. Yeah, yeah. Pete would definitely not survive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's an interesting thing. And like, I started looking at it. first. Me and Klein were just joking about that as like a premise or whatever. Yeah, like we were like, but no, it's a real but thing. But then it became real, and we were like, "Holy yeah. shit!" Our like little riffing turned out to be kind of the point of the movie. And I went to Wikipedia, oh, and I was yeah. looking at like queer studies people who were like overanalyzing it and being like the nubile young females. Yep. Don't yeah. get you know get exposed or um yeah. Exp- uh, what's the word? I'm like dispatched first or some kind of right. thing. That's what the guy, the guy in Scream, that one character in Scream, who's I think Matthew Lillard plays him. Okay. And he. It's been twenty-two years. That movie is fucking great, by the way. If anybody hasn't yeah. seen Scream, Scream, it's one of my favorite <laughs> horror movies ever. Yeah. I don't care what anyone. It says. was a good date movie back it's when a, I was it's fifteen. A yeah, it was. It's you a know? great. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's just a great campy horror movie. But the character right. in that, he's like, if you have sex, like the virgins always survive. If you have sex, yeah. you don't. And then the whole thing that they do is that. Sydney has sex and then she you're like oh my god she's Guess gonna what? die now yeah. she comes very very close and she she lives mm-hmm. and spoiler she alert go, she spoiler goes on alert. she goes on to do several sequels uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but uh, so yeah, yeah so you're studying all these films that's great you're yeah. learning about kind of some of the maybe social motivations or mm-hmm. at least themes of yeah. a lot of them so rom-coms the verdict is what are they bad or good I think they're bad I think they're bad. I mean, uh, I just we you know we at the beginning of the course we <laughs> like would you like them? Lena likes them. Yeah. I, I, okay. I'm about I'm about to disagree on this shit hard. Okay. But let's <laughs> see, okay. Let's see what you. Here's have to why. Say. Here's why I don't like them, and I think it's like very pretentious, and I'm on my high horse about it. But I think movies in general, like what I like from movies, is when they like tell the truth. I mean, rom coms a, re- a really good rom com makes you feel good. Like the one movie that we watched that I loved was this movie with Tom Hanks. You've got mail. It's a great movie. It's a gr- it, it, it it was a great movie, and I was like, you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. I did not hate that, and I didn't. I liked some of the movies, but as a genre and as like a the formulaic sort of way that they're produced, and the very heteronormative sort of like it's always a white guy and it's always a white girl. It's like this is not what what I learned not from that necessarily class. Necessarily, Love and Basketball is one of the most successful okay, rom-coms yeah. out well, there. That's a great know, movie. I haven't seen it. What? <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. just, it's it's the very, it's like a, it's just, uh, rom-coms aren't telling the truth. And that's what I want out of a movie is to, like, give me what I'm it's seeing on but the reality and then what, like, give me, like, a better version, a yeah. tight version of the truth and, like, The best one ever made know. was The Graduate. Oh, we watched, we watched that but, one. But that is, is a great this movie. Is the thing with and that with movie tells the truth because that movie's like awkward yeah. and it makes you uncomfortable yeah. and you're like not sure how to feel about it. And after a movie, that's how you yes. should feel. And you think right for a second that finally she's, you know, broken off with the nerd. They're happy forever after, but then they get on the fucking bus and they're just two limp dick motherfuckers right. getting ready the to ending like is meet brilliant. the world. They don't have the plastic fortune no more. And the, the right. melancholy vibe of <laughs> yeah. their like sitting yeah. on that bus, like, yeah. well, what now? Yeah. That, that's a great movie, and I do see what you say. Yes. When something goes off the formula, that's interesting. But movies in and of themselves, 
are formulaic. They right. all are. True. Whether True. it be whether it be rom com, whether it be a drama, whether it be a comedy, like a movie script is a formula. Yeah. Like yeah. much more so than a novel or any other piece of writing. Yes. Like certain things have to have an, uh, happen at certain pages or else it doesn't work. So right. a movie in and of itself Plot. doesn't yeah. really tell the truth. The only True. way it sort of can is if it's just showing a demographic, which is this has been a problem in Hollywood for a long time, where it's showing a demographic that hasn't been shown in Hollywood before. Like yeah. that's more where the issue right. is. Yeah. Is like that's why I mean, look, Crazy Rich Asians is a perfect example. That is the Great most formulaic movie, movie ever. So that true. Is a formulaic rom com, but it's wonderful. Yeah. And every but they they showed a demographic that hasn't been shown since yeah. Joy Luck Club. There's only two major yeah. bunch of movies that have had an all Asian cast and that's Joy mm-hmm. Luck Club and Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. Really what about right. that other one with the the math that is a good students movie. that like kill the one guy. Uh, better luck tomorrow. That was that's not a but, Asian, but right? that's but that's oh, not a major not a Hollywood. Rom-com. But that's not a rom com, yeah. and it's also not a major There's major Hollywood film. <laughs> yeah, but either way, rom coms. So I write rom coms are what thought he was a gangster. <laughs> no, only you did. That was <laughs> just yeah, a you're thing. the you're <laughs> just a you. Rom coms are what I do. They're what yeah. I do on my on my day job. Yeah. I write. I mainly yeah. write movies. No, and I my, my genre. I do like rom coms. I shouldn't say I don't like rom-coms. them. I'm just being like a pretentious no, but a film lot of major. People, but a lot of people don't. And the thing yeah. is, is they are, and there they make has you feel been. Good. There's been a kickback from Hollywood. They haven't been doing as many rom coms. Yes. I you, saw. You second have to act. face have fact that? is that no, second I haven't seen that one. But the fa- the fa- the fact is, is all film is formulaic. Right. Like even if you do a biopic, like we just saw that movie Vice earlier today. It's one about Dick Cheney. Oh, oh, yeah, that which is good. It's great, by the way. Uh, but even if you do a biopic, like you just can't be truthful in order for the story to work. Like it's just you you just yeah. can't do that right. in order for it to be interesting or else yeah. it becomes a documentary. Yeah. And even documentaries, like you just have to keep people interested and reality does not it's like a stand up yeah, yeah. joke. Right, Diaz right, right. Was talking about that, how like, you know, you go and audition for something and even if you have this great bio story, they try to insert like a love interest everybody. Yeah, you have, you have to, have to have there's that. all film is formulaic. Yeah. And rom-com, I think the part that maybe, mm-hmm. like, a lot of film school stuff is, saying is that they don't show cer- certain demographics yeah. in their movies, which, is, which has been a problem with Hollywood across the board in every genre. Right. The formula of rom-com yeah. is one of the more successful yeah. formulas in film. Was biracial up until, like, three years ago when Randolph told me that, you know, his mom isn't actually Greek, like, in Purple Rain. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Olga I Carlottos. also thought he was yeah. biracial that this was whole time. That was the way they wanted to sell it. Well, that's, huh. I mean, this has been you the know? issue with Hollywood. Yeah. Like, they I try to sell Madonna stuff. They Madonna on the cover of her album because she sounded too black, and they were like, oh, no, he put right. this white bitch on the well, cover. Well, all, I, d- all I do all day is try to sell Latin <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and I get told all the time that, like, you know, I do, like, Latin rom-coms is what I do. And, you know, that I need to put in more characters of different races, yeah. or they don't know if this is going to work, Ghost or that is going to work. Was the token Chinese in the Wu-Tang Clan <laughs> until they fucking unveiled them. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. He's like, nah. There you go. Down. So basically, that that's my that's take my on my take on rom coms is that rom com works. I think after horror, because well, the most successful genre in film is a vampire movie. That is the highest grossing kind of movie ever that's been proven. I saw Twilight. <laughs> well, every every yeah. every generation has their vampire movie. It's just if you yeah, wanna, it's if, true. If you, if you Dracula is a great movie. Dracula's that is a bomb movie. Interview with the Vampire movie? is a great uh, movie. Bram Stoker's no old one? old the older one. 
the oh, oh, OG, oh, way, 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 way back. back. Like, maybe once I should Dude, revisit that's it. It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. I like and that like movie. I don't think you can blame the genre of rom com for being so, for sort of keeping women down. Like all of Hollywood was oh, no, doing I it, don't. and the world was right. doing that at that time. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? The genre itself—it's a formula that works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's simple. It's fun. It's easy, mm-hmm. and that's that's what makes money in movies. Like I just saw Roma on Netflix. Which is great, by the way, the yeah. the Quora movie. Aroma. Uh huh. Roma. Aroma. Just Roma. It's the Aroma. It's the it's like, yeah. movie. Smell it from I was your like thinking like odor. Your screen. Yeah. And it's great. Uh-huh. And it's great <laughs> for a film major. Yeah. But that's just not a major box office movie. Yeah. Like, people aren't going to be able yeah, to see it. Yeah, and that's that. the interesting part about Netflix. And that, this is what we talked about, or what I wish, like my history of film class went up to like 2008, wow. and I was oh, like. Yeah. This is like people are going to write textbooks about what's going on right, right now, now That's because true. it is upending the entire movie industry, right. which happens uh, like every 20 years. Like that's what I learned in this film class was like yeah. every 20 years, like everything goes to shit. And because new technology comes out, because new so technology comes right. out like, you know, I talked about how they they took uh, movie companies had to like pay theaters to get the equipment. They were like, this is the future. But theaters were yeah. like, yeah, that's what you said 20 years ago when we got the Super 8 thing. Mm-hmm. But now, like, you know, we're, you're just going to get another thing in 20 years. They're like, no, this is actually for reals. And then they eventually, yeah, obviously, now they're all converted. But that's what this is right now with Netflix and Amazon. Like, it is completely changing Hollywood and the, the way that they're structuring their business. And it's crazy. And I wish somebody would write a textbook on it, but you can't really do that when there's no perspective. Yeah, I'm interested to see. Happening right I'm, now. I'm interested to see what happens with film because people still right. go to the movies. People do still and, go to movies, and yeah. the movies on Netflix don't do as well as the TV shows. Still, well, at the end of the day, they don't make as much money as the TV shows. Like mm-hmm. there have been some now. Like the one that's made the most is, I mean, Netflix never releases no, anything. This is all that's rumor. The thing is, but Netflix doesn't buys it and then doesn't release it, they don't which release is any a whole of their other. Like for film majors, they're like. We want to see them like they bought this for film majors for the business. For people the business, know. yes, but like yeah, the yeah. the um the Netflix bought the thing that opened Sundance like last year, and mm-hmm. it still has not been released, and people are dying to see it because it's like this supposedly fantastic movie. Oh, you're talking about the movies themselves. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying, oh, I'm talking about the. Metrics. I'm just talking, talking about, about like Netflix, Netflix does right. not release their numbers Netflix at right, all. Right, 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 right. That's release it. Because it's the fact smart, of but it's yeah. Is you have a bunch of people then saying, "Wow, this is really cold," you know, and they're just kind of wonder they're in a mystique, and then they put out a bunch of like thought pieces because a lot of them are very thought provoking. There's a lot of good like documentary series on yeah. right. social right. issues, yeah, and docudramas and everything, right. right? And it has the fucking movie business shaking in their boots, and people are like, you know, we might be getting shaking better content at home rather than pay twenty dollars. To go I to mean, a theater. Yeah. What I'm hoping happens is that Netflix, because what happened in 2008 after the recession uh-huh. is that all the agencies and studios said, we are not going to invest big dollars on titles that aren't recognizable. Yeah. But and you can see that to this day. Well, that started in the 90s. That started with Scorsese and Spielberg. Right. It started, but after the recession, because like I was living, I was living in you LA living when this happened, LA, yeah. and it was like right when we all graduated college, me and all my film major friends, and it was just sort of Love like original, like we're not interested in original ideas. Was so basically what you were what told. they said is like we want to do titles that people recognize, like Marvel characters, like Tom Cruise, Red Riding Hood, and all Marvel. these things that people I'm so tired of comic. I know. Me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> all these things that like, but they continue to make money, they so they're never gonna. Yeah. Huge right. Money. Right. Yeah. So they all me out of money. You want to know something? One night I was supposed to be here one weekend for four shows, and I ended up just doing two and kind of a half because I had to yeah. fill in because the guy was late. Uh-huh. They switched over. 
one whole set of shows at the Draft House and combine two weekends essentially into one weekend here at Draft House just so they could play like Avengers or what oh, are fuck those that. fucking things? Because it sells out every time. And Dude, it's insane. Mary Poppins this weekend. Who cares? It's so dumb. But but the like, thing is, I don't think that model. <laughs> they invest. They they pour all this money into these titles, yeah. that, and some of them don't. Some of them work, but a lot of them don't work. Right. And so I w- I would think that the better way to make money doing film is rom-coms are really cheap. Why don't you invest in a lot of rom-coms and yeah. comedies because they're cheap to make. Yeah. You can put a little bit of money in and if they do well, your return is much higher. Yeah. But I think and I think that's more what Netflix and Amazon are doing is that they're investing more in original ideas. They are, which is great. Which is awesome. Yeah, that is true. And Amazon, yeah, Amazon is doing that. Right. I would give Amazon more credit than Netflix in terms of original content because Amazon's almost exclusively a lot of Amazon stuff is right, original. Right, original. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's like it's like good and bad, and I I don't know. It's because the good thing about having so much original content is that there's people like us who are creators, who are writers, who are getting an opportunity to pitch our right. ideas. But then there's also a, a a sense of like it gets lost. Like there's so much on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. And I like I it's I people ask me like what movies do you watch? What shows do you watch? And I'm like the worst because I like watch the same three shows. Right. But really I never watch them. I just don't I don't really watch them. And right. and like I I should probably be watching more like young writer person stand-up specials like whatever but right. really all i'm gonna do is maybe watch dave Chappelle's again you know yeah. like that's well so yeah. i feel and and that's and that's not just me i'm not just alone in that as a consumer no. people aren't watching that as much and so it's like is it really helping the writers or is it re- i don't yeah, know it all depends how they push it because yeah like, it like depends. a perfect example of that is right like Netflix has released how many stand-up specials right but they've only netflix has only made one star and that's Ali Wong. That's mm-hmm. the only person who has really become sort of a household name in comedy. Well, what about Nanette? Wasn't that one? Was that one Netflix? No, they oh. didn't make that. But no, Nanette. they didn't make that. But mm-hmm. I guess I guess that counts too. I don't Nanette even know. Yeah. Blogs Nanette. made that special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who? Blogs. I yeah, yeah. Made Blogs. That, uh, I know. That's true. I, I forget that that's even. I, I I don't really count that as a comedy special. No, I don't. But either. that's me. Structurally, I, mean. I don't feel no. that it is. No. Do you? How do How do you feel as as the as a young Berkeley student? How do you feel about no, no. I it was. I couldn't finish it. I yeah. <laughs> really didn't <laughs> like it. I didn't yeah. want to say. I mean, uh, well, I didn't dislike it. It just wasn't. I think maybe other people would like it, but like I do stand up, and yeah. I was like, this isn't stand up. Right. No. So not. I no, it's like, not stand up. And I don't know about you guys, but he was. Like, I, it's hard to watch stand up sometimes. Like if you're not. Yeah. yeah. I don't watch a, as much stand up as I used to. Like no. when I first started doing comedy, before I started mm-hmm. doing comedy, the reason I started doing comedy is I just consume. Sure. Right comedy like it was my job like right. i was like no, a chain smoker with shit. comedy that's my thing it's like but now, yeah now i don't do it as unless much it's Chappelle or right, somebody that's like the best that i yeah thoroughly entertained by yeah i don't touch it because also i don't want it influencing kind of what i do yeah. as well like start maybe subconsciously yeah. getting onto somebody's wave or some element of their style I'm the same way with hip-hop because I write a lot of rhymes and go to the studio and stuff. I may not listen to a lot of, like... You don't listen to, like, new stuff. Yeah, right. Huh. Interesting. Even for a while until it's out because then I don't, you know, feel like I'm getting influenced as much. Yeah. I just don't... I mean, after doing stand-up almost every night, the last thing I want to do is go home and watch more stand-up. More right. stand-up. I just want to watch mm-hmm. something, like, really dramatic and dark. Like, half the time before I go to sleep, I'll watch, like black mirror or some shit like that yeah and my husband's like how can you watch us before you go to sleep i'm like well 
It'll give me less nightmares than stand-up will. <laughs> the Netflix thing True. you told me to watch, Lane? I just finished oh, it. It was cool. Luther with Idris Elba? No, no. There was the documentary yeah. one about Texas. That uh, The John Grisham thing. The Innocent Man. I didn't tell you to watch that. I haven't watch seen that. that. Oh, that shit is Is it good? Fire. I saw yeah. that. That that was on my my recommended for you list last night. That and I was like, and uh, the sinner. It's just a new. Oh, like, I like uh, that. Yeah, Did that you like was that? Brutal. I love that. It. First episode <laughs> was like, what the fuck? She just fuck? comes out with that paring knife and just. Oh my! <laughs> she is so hot. Yeah. Like I forgot. <laughs> I I forgot how mm-hmm. hot Jessica Biel was, Jessica and, and I saw that like series, it. and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I was always like, I don't. Guys are always obsessed with Jessica Biel. I don't get it. And in that series, it was just it was a lot of close ups of her face, and I was like, she. Literally has the perfect plastic surgery face without plastic surgery. Like everything yeah. is like she's, she's like the fucking chick in The Shining if she was like pretty. <laughs> if the chick in kind The Shining was pretty, <laughs> she was pretty. Oh Shelley man, Duvall. kind of. I is that the name be. of the lady in The Shining? Yeah, nineteen eighty. She's kind of pretty. Yeah. <laughs> she's like well, she she's has like cynical looking. I mean, you, it's like supposed to be creepy. She's scary plays, as hell. She plays that like crazy trailer trash in some other movie that's like more recent from the nineties. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I love I The Shining. I what it was. Yeah, right into the shit. She's also baby. in the latest. You know what? She, what else she was in? She was in the last season of Orange Is the New Black. Also, really? Shelly yeah. Duvall. What? Yeah. Really playing what? like an old invader yeah. or something. Yeah. <gasps> no way. Yeah. I think that's like some Orange Easter egg. <laughs> I tried the pilot of Orange Is the New Black and it didn't sit well with me. It was like really. Yeah, I love that show. You know show. what I didn't like? You have to get past the first episode. That's what a bunch of people told me. Yeah, I didn't like it either. And there was the one scene where it's a lot of the gal runs up in the shower. The gal, on her. they're all gals. Well, I know they're yeah. all gals. <laughs> they're all gals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the gal the does one the thing gal. with that other gal. It's a, b- a show well, about. I, I wish I could specify, prisoners. but I don't know any of their fucking names. Right. Well, the one that punks the main character, Piper, whatever. Alex. Alex, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just says, like, pretty much get the fuck out. And then they, like, roll the camera in real close on her or whatever. And I'm, mm-hmm. like, waiting for her to come back with the blade and, like, get her. And then it never happened. And I was like, this is some phony shit, yo. PD was like, that's not what prison's really yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, like not, this. Not, she would have shanked her by now. It's not <laughs> a corporate version of <laughs> right. prison that I, you know... Look forward to when I'm watching. As a social worker, I would appreciate some more honesty. It's not. It's not. It's not Oz on HBO. That's much more like disgusting prison show. This seemed like a doggy daycare prison. (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, you gotta keep watching. It's supposed to be a minimum security prison. It's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. No shank. It is. I I love that show. I mean, talk about a show that that finally put on a different demographic. (laughs) Or just do shank. No shank. No, I'd like you to say no shank now from now on. Instead of no shame, no, no shank. shank, no shank, no shank. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen um, Bumping Mics? Yes, no. I really did enjoy that. I don't so love good. Jeff Ross, but I love David Tell. It was really good. That that is a stand-up special that you should watch. That it's I decided I was watching. like, my husband was like, I really want to see this, and I was like, oh, fine. Uh, episode's like, only like twenty and minutes. I, and we put it on, and I was like, this is fantastic comedy. What's fantastic it bumping mics. Bumping mics. And it's Dave Attell and Jeff Ross, oh, the two yeah, of them together. Like that. That's great. And they are just fantastic. That's so that's good. Dave, Dave And they bring on they bring on a few guests throughout. Mm-hmm. The only one that I really really liked was I thought Michael Che was super funny. I thought he was one of the only ones that could like really keep up with them. He was the only mm-hmm. one. Well, the other thing was it was so short. Like yeah. they go up there for such a short amount of time. Yeah. You kind of feel like if they don't make a joke, you're like, "Why are you even up there?" Or if yeah. they don't make good jokes, like I didn't yeah. think I don't but remember but anybody Shea else. Shay is so quick Shea like is that. So Shay was the best yeah. for sure. I agree with that. 
I love Michael Shea. I think he's the bomb. I have, I have. Were you here newly when he stopped in at the draft Dude, house no. that night? You missed that night. No, I always miss the nights. You yeah, I the nights. I've, I've always mm. missed. He he's done all kinds of drop-ins, and I've missed yeah. all his drop-ins. That I wasn't like that big of a Che fan, and then I saw him. I went to the Comedy Cellar when I was in New York once a few months ago. And I saw him, he came, it was like a week before the Emmys, and he showed up with his phone, and he was like, I'm just going to try jokes, because oh, I'm supposed sick. to host the Emmys next week, and I'm just going to try some of these jokes. Yeah. They were so funny. They didn't end up using a lot of them. Yeah. Damn. But it was this, I was like, if this guy can write this stuff, he, and he was like, he was like, I'm supposed to host these next week, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And the jokes were so that's what that's, good. that's what I like about him, is he seems so nonchalant, yeah. but he's so brutal, and he's yeah. so honest, and he's so damn funny. He's so <laughs> funny. Neil Brennan so did smart. that. He did his act up at Arlington, and then he he's just funny. was like, I've got this list of jokes I just kind of scrawled up, I just want to try them out, you know, and he's just holding them, like reading off them, throwing them behind them, and they were great. Yeah, he would I mean, say something like, you know, can you imagine going to s- elementary school with Jesus and, like, you know, Jesus comes up. He's like, hi, my name's Jesus, and my dad's the Prince of Peace. He's like, yeah, hi, my name's Joey. My dad's the King of Fuck City. Bop! You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Neil Brennan's amazing. Yeah, he's a great writer. Yeah. Yeah. Brand- yeah, I mean, he's... Broke for Chappelle. Exactly. That's I mean, it. Chappelle wouldn't That's be Chappelle it. Boom, boom, boom. if it weren't for Neil Brennan. Nope. Did you see his three mic special? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's fantastic. Okay, because he has Put three. He has three cue. mics, and on one he does one-liners, mm-hmm. and one he does like full long jokes. Oh, I have seen this. And then on another mic he does like emotional stuff. Right. Yeah. So it, like like Nanette style emotional yeah. stuff, but it's actually really Funny. poignant and awesome. Yeah. And he just goes switching from one to the other throughout the special. It's so good. Yeah, I don't mind some emotional stuff if it has like a great payoff. Right. If you're yeah. if it's a comedy special, like I thought he did that so much better than Nanette did, where mm. it's just like, okay, here's some really beautifully written emotional stuff, but his yeah. jokes are of the same caliber or higher. Somebody like I thought her who in DC does that? Somebody does emotional stuff that's really good. Uh, I can't think of it. I mean, I know Philippe had a thing about his dad dying, and he it's like a eight minute joke. And oh, it's really? Brilliant. Philippe is such a good writer. Yeah, yeah he is. Writer. Yeah. Um, Brilliant general. Mm-hmm. Trying to think, and and great at baking bread for anybody if you yes. want. Yeah, yes, that <laughs> holiday makes it's insane. Oh, man. Yeah, Ooh. Um, see that's what I like about DC comedy is like you get people like that where you're like, oh yeah, like you also know them from their bread. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, he was my trainer for like yeah. a year. He was mm-hmm. really yeah. I, I was working out then, like, you know, yeah. in shape and <laughs> all that. Well, now, now I got to do it on my own and it ain't doing so. Doing, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get Petey inspired to eat a little healthier. Get fit. Come get on, fit, bud. But mm, I've been eating healthier this year. I have to you have? pat myself it's on the January back. It's January 6th. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. let's so not so go far. through this year yeah, thing so yet. No, you're absolutely so far, so right. <laughs> but this year I actually wrote down resolutions and not just like what but like how Ooh, and like broke oh, it into like tasks and stuff so like i want to do should be a life coach 40 minutes of comedy by the end of the year and Ooh, nice i'm gonna do like good five goal. sets a week write like an hour a day you know Ooh. just do that that's kind of mm-hmm. the breakdown mm-hmm. and then like wait i want to lose like you know 20 to 30 you know get it muscular right so you know i'll walk five miles a day mm-hmm. do like you know 100 push-ups or whatever some shit like that i gotta i gotta uh, it's at home i gotta right know, whatever 
and diet and not drink soda and fucking just yeah, drink just water. don't don't drink the heavy yeah. coke. Yeah, yeah. So and, and then there were like two other things, but those are like the big ones. And yeah. This year, so far, it feels like it's working. Like I'm doing what I said I was gonna do because I actually wrote it down and not just like what you know but like how yeah i find that super helpful i write down my goals Mm. every year too and then at the at the beginning of the of this year i looked at my goals for last year i had Mm. eight i i accomplished four and a half that's pretty good out of the eight so i figure that's more than half yeah is good 550 yeah that's not what were the ones you accomplished um let me see i accomplished i i really wanted to write a lot in 2018 and focus a lot of my energy on writing in all forms. Yeah. And I totally did that. That's I awesome. I did three screenplays in 2018, plus stand-up jokes, and I wrote a bunch of sketches. So I wrote, it was definitely the year that I wrote the most. So that was one that the I definitely. The year of the writing. It's not it the year of the woman. The year it of the It was the writing. year of the writing. The year of the writing woman. Yes. Yeah. There, yes. Exactly. W. Did you, did you <laughs> have any <laughs> New Year's resolutions this year or last year? Or do you do goals? or? Um, yeah, it's definitely to uh, definitely pick up smoking um, <laughs> is one of my New Year's goals. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Uh, be it less healthy, cool. run less. Um, <laughs> <laughs> run less could actually be a real one. Cause so this we is devolution. R- huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. devolution. Um, yeah, New Year's goals. I just... Don't be a dick. Um, <laughs> Have you been being a dick lately? No, but I just yeah, always. Who's to say you're not a dick? No, I just always gotta remind myself. Don't be, don't be shitty. Uh, I honestly See, people that remind themselves to not be shitty are usually, are usually never right. that shitty, and that's why because yeah, we exactly. remind ourselves, don't be shitty. <laughs> right, right, and the and shittiest then, people are always like, I don't have to worry about right. that because exactly. I'm not shitty. This is like, yeah, exactly. so this is the joke <laughs> I've been having. I had this joke. I've been trying to write this joke about like what it's like to be 19, which. Being 19 just is all about pretending like you're not 19 because like, right. Cause you just, you are, you after, right. After you were 18, you're like, all right, I'm fresh, new on the scene, adulthood, what's up. But like, you don't really worry about anything. And then you're 19 and you're finally about to be like a person, you know, like a real person Yeah, yeah. with responsibilities with like, well, more of like people just don't treat you like you're totally less than, right, right. you know, like I had, like you can go, I can go through a day where like I can get hit on by someone who's like 30 and then yep. also, like, go to, like, an ATM and someone be like, are you old enough to have a debit card? Like, I don't know. Right, right. That's what it's like to be 19, and it's that, the that worst. So like you're, like, age neutral right now. In yes. In terms of, like, recognition. Yeah. yeah, true. That's, yes. But, huh. like, when I, it's just, yeah. And also, all 19-year-olds are shitty. Like, yeah. I, it's like a universal, like, you yeah. can't not be yeah. shitty. So I feel like I'll, all I'm doing in 2019 is just going to be, like, exerting my energy to, like, defend why I'm not shitty? Like that's, right, right, that's right. my just resolution. Proving the fact that just because you're 19 doesn't mean you're shitty. I'm just wasting my breath. Like ah, I'm trying to do everything I can to not <laughs> mess mm, up. But it's like you know, like the biggest burden you carry is like having an opinion that no one cares about. Like that is, that's you know, so, that's so true. The truth about life. Yeah. That's the truth about life. True. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, it is like it's mm. being self-aware and being 19. I can't tell which would be more painful is being not self-aware, being self-aware. But I'm painfully self-aware. Yeah. So I know that I'm young and. I don't know anything, which is, you know, that's but actually. But for a nineteen-year-old to know that is very. That's it. That's, that's where right. I'm at. That's yeah, where I'm yeah, at. Yeah. It's like that's such a burden off me because there's some all people, the people my age who just pretend like they know what's up. I'm like, who are you kidding? Like, yeah. Yeah. I think no I was one. Probably more along that line when I was nineteen. I don't think oh, I, was I, as, I was as on it as <sighs> you are. I mean, I'm not. I'm just 
reminding myself, don't be shitty. Right. <laughs> right. Which is which in its essence is why you So wait, are, are you a shitty. freshman right now or are you sophomore? No, I'm a sophomore. I'm really okay. young for my grade. If okay. that makes sense. I yeah, always yeah, say yeah. I'm young for my age, but like that doesn't make sense. Well nineteen it's sophomore's yeah, about 19, right. You yeah, turn that's right. Well, yeah, I just have a late birthday. So like I when I was when I started comedy I was like fourteen. I was like a uh, I think I just I almost finished I was out of middle school mm-hmm. right. but like I was 13 I was just young and right. now I'm like I turned tw- I I'm also have a late birthday in August so I turned 20 like I'll be 21 right before I, I'm a senior in college which is like crazy so wait when you were in high school did ever did your friends in high school know that you did stand up or was it like a secret alter ego thing that you did yes I think uh, most of my friends knew I mean it wasn't like not everyone knew but most people knew because after the two articles came out right those kind of like exposed me mm-hmm. but it wasn't something that i like talked about in my day-to-day and right. i became more comfortable talking about it like the longer i did it but i didn't i don't always i'm like kind of weird about it yeah. to my friends at school like still even to this day i'm like eh, do they know. get weird when you tell them that you do no it? i mean it's more like asking me about it all the time and i right. don't know it's hard to explain to someone out, i mean you guys probably yeah. found this it's hard to explain to someone outside of it like what it's like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Let me tell so you something. It doesn't get any easier. Yeah. Than seven. No. No. People are Awful. always yeah. worse. If it, I, th- I think you know, if back then it would have been like, oh, that's cool. I should come see you because I've got a million years to like, you know, do whatever I want. I'm 19. The world's my oyster. Yeah. But now it's yeah. just a bunch of people. Oh, I need to fucking come see you, and you know they're never gonna come because yeah. they all have to pay bills. And it's like, stop fucking insulting. Yeah, me. I know. That's I. I don't know how to like. <laughs> fight that fight of like people there are a, a ton of people are like oh, i, I want to come see you yeah like what do you got going on this week and i'm like another show that you're gonna falsely promise you might show up yeah, to. yeah. yeah. but i don't really like have i don't know maybe i'm weird i don't like having people come neither do i I'm, I'm with you i do not like having people i, I just never I do like it but i like it when i don't know they're coming and they just show up that's a beautiful thing that's like found money. oh see that's yeah. like my worst nightmare Oh, geez. <laughs> see, if, no. if, if, if they're performing like and you that, don't they know they're there, yeah, right? If you don't know they're there, straight up. After, that's no. Even if you see them before they get up there and they just surprise you, it is like a. It's an honorable thing. Yeah, because you have so many people that tell you, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna one of these days," you know. And it, I mean, like I've yelled at people about it before, not because I really want right. them to come, but. People I'm like acquainted with will yeah. come up and be like, every time I see them, I gotta get to one of th- and I'm like, yo, just rob me with a gun. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Show up to my fucking thing, but don't give me these fucking Chinese fairy tales about yeah. how you're gonna keep coming there. Yeah. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. Just, just show up, you know? Yeah. I don't know. See, I think p- people, if I told people to come certain times, they would, but I don't know how to, like, especially people, my friends in college was like, I think they have this perception of what it's like, of, like, what the draft house was like last night, which is, like, awesome, on fire, really fun room, everybody's killing. Right. But 70% of the time, it's not not like that. that. It's, like, very sad (laughs) and depressing. I'm like, I don't know if your psych can handle what I do on a nightly basis. Yeah. Yeah, people ask me, they're like, oh, you do stand up five, six nights a week. Can I come see you one of the? I'm like no, most of that. Most of the yeah. nights Horrible. you can't. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing is like I'm like you don't want to come. Yeah, I finally invited someone like my friend, my friend from college who's from around here to a show that I'm have tonight, and I was like I don't know what it's gonna be like, but it's not gonna be as sad as right, novels. right, right. So, right. <laughs> you know, that's that's a, as much as I can get. Yeah, yeah, you. that's what I'll say. I'll say I'll let you know when I don't have a sad one. Yeah, right? like, <laughs> <laughs> I like that when it's yeah. not a sad one. Yeah, but then they then it, it I don't like to tell them that because they think it's really cool. Because they don't know about it. Like, yeah. they don't know anything about it, yeah. and it's so weird, you know? Like, it's so eccentric that I do it. 
that I don't want to tell them it's like very sad lonely (laughs) (laughs) and then they're like oh then that's weird that you do it like I haven't gotten to that point where being a stand-up is weird it's still kind of cool but like you know because people who don't know are like oh that's so cool but (laughs) but it's well because they imagine it like like do people ask you about mrs mazel every five minutes because they ask all the time how annoying is it (laughs) i like i don't know how to i don't know i don't know whether i'm i'm gonna get like death threats if i say i don't love it i don't love the show but it's not i mean it's not bad it's just like it's not what it's like it's not like that it's not it's nothing like i never i've never seen that I love, I like watch that show. Never seen her write down a joke, and it bothers right. yes the shit out of me. I'm like, you have to write down your jokes. Yes, setless. She just like it's always like right before she talks to her manager, and then she just goes <laughs> up, and I'm like, what do you mean you don't have a set list? Like what you just and go on for an funny. hour? And she's not funny, right? And this I think is what that's I like everyone's like, what do you think? I, my canned answer is like, I like the show, but the stand up part bothers me because she's not funny. And then everyone. <laughs> says the same answer well i think it was because it was in the 50s i'm like no i think it i think it's just because they couldn't get someone to write some decent stand-up jokes for her i just don't don't think it's funny because i'm a men's rights activist (laughs) and i've never watched an episode (laughs) well that's why to end the conversation immediately honestly though the patriarchy is very real in that show you should watch it because it definitely reinforces some uh patriarchal stereotypes i think so yeah you would enjoy it as a men's rights activist It's so annoying. It's, People, it's it, so, yeah. like like just now over the holidays. It's like, a good everyone like oh do you, do you like I've been meaning to talk to you. Do you mm. like Mrs. Maisel? It's, it's, I love yeah. that when there's something like that, like a comedy thing that like hits the mainstream and people are like, "What's your take?" Yeah, you know, yeah. and you're like, "It's funny or it's not." I, it's comedy. It's very opinionated. Do right. you think it's funny? I don't know. Do I think it's funny? Why do you care right. what I think if it's right. funny or not? And no, yeah. that's not what it's. Comedy is like this. Comedy is like like yesterday. This is comedy. Yesterday on my way to comedy. <laughs> I I I found something out that I didn't get a spot on something and I was so angry. Just like so angry because some some booker was like fucking me over and on the mm. way to the show I'm so angry and I get to draft house and as soon as I get to draft house they're like want a host? That's comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So like extreme yeah. disappointment yeah. followed by like a quick high followed by yeah. more extreme disappointment. Yeah. That happened to me just the other night. Like I was sitting at home, it's Thursday night, about to go into a three day weekend. I'm like, I could go to Summers and work on this new spot mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I got a couple minutes I'm doing this bit. And I'm like, I don't fucking want to do anything but just lay down and watch something, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, get up. So yeah. I just go. I get there. And Nazer happens to be there, and he's mm-hmm. like, hey, you want to feature for Adrian I. Pellucci or whatever in, like, two weeks? And I'm like, fuck yeah. Dude, that's months, huge. Let's do it, yeah. you know? So, I mean, like, that's, that's comedy. comedy. That's, that's comedy. That's comedy. Yeah. You just got to keep showing up and yeah. things yeah. pop yeah. up. <laughs> it's time last night was the same thing. I, fuck, I worked all day yesterday at a lacrosse clinic for, like, seven hours. And it was mm-hmm. great. I love doing that. But it was, like, the most tiring. And I drove to Chantilly, like, you know, I got home at 8 o'clock, and I was like, at 9 o'clock, I was like, I have to leave. If I want to go, I have to yeah. leave. I've been home for an hour since, like, 7 in the morning. And I got in my car, and I went, and I was I got put up fourth. And I yep, and you did a great job. It was room. a great show. It was super hot. They yeah. were funny. And it was, and it was all, and I got to work on my, st- like, I had, I was like, I got off stage, and I was like, I do have five minutes. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> there it is, because yeah. I hadn't been able to do a good show like that in, at Draft House in a long time. And it was like, that. 
that is yeah. that, that is comedy. A, yeah, last night was one of those nights that it was like, okay, okay, okay. This yes, is, yeah. it really <laughs> okay. was. I think everyone kind of felt that too. Yeah. Like it was a good night last night. It was I really great. Everybody it. did so well. Really, there yeah. was seventeen people. There was one person. Like I was saying before, I won't name names, but there was one person that didn't do well. But of seventeen comics. The one 16. person who came up to me to give me a critique. That, yeah, of course, of That's course. Always the worst. Yeah, one. of course, that was the guy. Yeah. I, I will say that it was a guy because you know, fuck the patriarchy. Fuck but, the patriarchy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> sorry, Pete. I mean, but who, it would have been a woman. Yeah. To me, if you want to say fuck the patriarchy, because yeah, men's rights act- activists. I didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I know a comedy. I like can't really figure out as like a because I'm. I feel like you know it's like how comedy. Everyone who's a comedian is an outsider, right? Yeah. Like, everyone feels like to they're... To a degree, I think that's To true. an degree. Yes. Like, they, in their regular life, they're, like, on the outskirts, right? And then, for me, I've, like, always... I'm, I've observed that, but then I've also always felt like that even within the comedy group because I'm so much younger, and I've felt it less and less as I've gotten older, right. and I don't really feel right. it. But I never know... So it's hard to see when people are, like, being a jerk to you or if it's just, like... It's also because you're a girl. That happens. That so uh, that yeah. was point, and that I did not realize that when I first started, and I first started, you know, feeling some like not animosity, but just like weirdness. I mean, guys being For weird, sure. guys being jerks, anything like that. Some people, like female comedians, had to be like, "That's don't pay attention to that." And I was like, "Oh, they're not being very nice because yeah. I'm a woman." Yes. Right, and I always wonder if it's a comedy thing or if it's a world thing because I've come up in. I'm coming up like understanding the world right. while I'm also in the comedy world, right. which I can't tell if they're that different or if they're very dissimilar. Like I don't know. I think they're because really there's shitty. Uh, there's a lot of shitty things that happen in the yes. comedy world. Yes, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I think it's because yeah. it's such a male-dominated field. Like there's just more incidences of that kind of stuff happening, yeah. and it is a particularly sexist field because it's so male-dominated. Mm-hmm. Right. So Why I is feel it like so male-dominated. Like I don't even. But I, I feel like you found that stuff out so early. Yeah. Like w- that took me basically my whole twenties to realize like. Oh, like I start, like I tried yeah. doing like improv comedy and stuff when I was in my early twenties. But yeah. in my early twenties, I presented like even more sorority than I do now. Mm-hmm. So oh, I'm I got, a sorority. I got. Oh, you are. Yeah. So yeah. I got, Go I Greek. got very, <laughs> I got very sort of rejected by like comedy guys when I was younger, and I didn't really, I didn't realize what was going on, and yeah. it basically took me till I was like twenty eight. To like realize all the stuff it. that was happening, and then I was like, yeah. "Oh my god!" So I think it's like, it's a like, na- like I'm a little naive. I think. Well, yeah, I think and we it has all to are be pointed out. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes you're like, and then you'll start as you get older, you start you start, you start to, to get see it more. more and more. I didn't and more. even like last week. I was at Draft House, and this is like this is like why I'm like, why don't more women do comedy? Like I don't I don't understand because I don't I think not. It's like partially like you don't. There's no other. There's, you're the only girl there sometimes, yeah, yeah. and I did not realize it last week at Draft House. I was the only woman on the whole show, yeah. the only one that signed up, and it. Was, I did not realize that till a guy pointed it out to me, and so I was like, up. I was like, I don't know how I feel about it being pointed out to me, and I don't know how to feel about the fact that I didn't even notice. Yeah, Liza, you've been walking around with a dick that, for twenty years. That's it's time to. You you're know, really young. Re-evaluate. That's normal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't even. I that's can't. normal. It's like it. T- it because I feel like a lot of sexism is subtle. Yes. And there's a lot of stuff that you don't see. And yes. society isn't necessarily like programmed to tell you when thing when sexism's happening. It's yeah. it's it's made to be swept under the rug, right? Yeah. That's why the patriarchy is as, as successful as it is. So like it kinda yeah. takes time where you start waking up and you're like, Holy shit, like last night while we were making the lineup, I was like, We have to put girls in the block. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, there, you know, there were only four girls on the show, seventeen comics. I was like, we have to put girls on the block. What's the block? It's just it's the middle part. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah, can yeah, do five yeah, minutes, yeah. so it's technically the middle is the strongest part of the show, right? Yeah. And that's Comedy when term. the crowd is the hottest, and people get one the minute best. more, get four, get five minutes instead of four. Gotcha. And I was just like, it shouldn't be of the four girls. It should be on the edges. Like, let's put some girls. Yeah. In the block, and I took a chance on one girl. I put her on the I put her on the block, and Randolph was like, "Are you sure? You think she's ready?" And I was like, "I do think she's ready." And she killed it, killed it. And he was like, "Wow, that was great." So the point of the point of that is that we gotta help each other out. Yes, that's and I also think, true. And I think a lot of men too don't realize it's happening either. So it's up to us to be like, "Hey, look, like, yeah, there's a problem here. Yeah, let's fix it." And then it's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. that made everything much better." Yeah, mm. I think on the point of like there everything uh, the culturally like everything going on. I think I've had both good and bad experiences in DC. Right. But it's worth noting that I've had the good experiences because we so often focus on the bad and the That's negative true. like mm. of like right. what I mean not woe is me but like a lot of shitty stuff happens yeah, and people right. do really shitty things but and I've had a lot of shitty things happen yeah. but I've also had a lot of great moments where yeah, uh, male right. comedians have stood up for me Same. and in you know I I've found out after in rooms that I wasn't in like you know c- behind closed doors people will say stuff and it's like sometimes you got to give credit where credit is due and there's a little yeah. bit of cr- I think it, within DC I think place is pretty woke yeah um and there has been there is some positivity and i've you know i was you know i started i still can't believe i started when i was so young that's and insane. just nothing i, I didn't get imagine. kidnapped like you know <laughs> like, that's all that i'm yeah. happy about <laughs> but like you know you like you were always nice to me randolph <laughs> i would say somebody randolph who like great awesome yeah. you know haywood yeah. i love haywood and you know like those kind of people that you just feel comfortable around and sure. it's nothing they do or it's nothing they don't and it's certainly things they don't do but it's just their <laughs> the fact that they are like yeah. i don't know yeah, yeah, yeah well yeah, i've yeah. even I mean. had i remember once at a capital laugh show a newer guy i was doing some very dirty material mm-hmm. and a newer guy after came up to me as, as soon as i got off stage and was being like totally creepy and weird but yeah. i was just kind of like ignored him and yeah was like, it's always the newer away. guys it's yeah, always yeah. the newer guys and just kind of like walked away yeah. and i didn't think twice about it right. Right. and then like three other male comics went and told jack like hey that guy was being inappropriate to a lady. Yeah. And I didn't even think twice. I was just like, whatever, it's just another yeah. thing being creepy. Mm-hmm. And other male comics were like, we're not going to stand for that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like so impressed. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the coolest. And thing. I think it's all oftentimes the better comedians, <laughs> the better, the stronger comics tend to be like the guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, PD and I are like, oh, oh you don't no. think that? I think that the guys who are like at least conscious of it tend to be. Because they're self-aware. I think the better yeah. comics are self-aware, and the self-aware comics are, there's like a... I mean, I think... Maybe, maybe you guys... Maybe I'm not even around enough it, to know who's... because with <laughs> Who's on top. Comics, sometimes really good ones can be super creepy or... That's yeah. true. That's true. Get away yes. hundred percent. I'm speaking more on, like, Capital Laugh shows. Like, I've always had... It's always, like, the new weird guys. Yeah, yeah. At those kind of shows. Yeah. But, like, Jack is, you know, Jack is nice and... Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think of, like, I think, specific but names. But there are definitely, I think people who are good at comedy like guys that are good at comedy yes. that are like grade a dicks. assholes yeah true mm. true yeah and some women let me tell you <laughs> i mean 
also some yeah yeah some some also. true also yeah also we are not immune to no. also being dicks mm-hmm. for sure yeah not you gotta remind men. yourself right. don't be a dick right. Not right. All 2019 <laughs> don't be a dick not i think that's the best new year's resolution for 2019 just don't, don't be, be a dick shitty. yeah don't be <laughs> shitty that's all you gotta do i mean because that's a great resolution because it just there's it encompasses a lot how yeah. be nice yeah. uh you know do your homework i don't know yeah. like say thank you <laughs> say thank you That's um let people go in front of you in traffic brush you know goddamn teeth brush yes also brush your teeth like it's literally anything that is that is positive you can, s- can fall right. under the don't be shitty 2019 That's right. um That's right. so yeah Little put in the work things. don't c- complain less i think one of the resolutions i had was like start uh i just did it start less sentences with the word i yeah, <laughs> that's a great one. That's a great one. And it's not there necessarily have been a lot of like where I've thought about that. Really? That's really you know, true. I'll tell you, like in therapy, they tell you only use I statements. Well, yes, it's that's true when you're when you're having. Yeah, but, but that's when you're in the room. I and think also in general, if you're having trouble. Like I think in general. <laughs> see, if I yes. just put that out in general, mm-hmm. I think. No, you can still. It's, it's I think Liza's point. I think Liza's point is a good one in that you just sound less. Yes. Selfish it's and self involved if you're not constantly like what? I did this. Right. I feel this. Yes. Oh, it's yeah. not a you're universal making, like, rule. Statements. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. not a universal like this is you can never like don't say I. Like you can I can say I can start a sentence with mm. the word I, but it's something when you start to notice, it's almost like I don't know if it was pointed out to me if I just started noticing it on my own when other people you're hearing them talk and they're only saying like their only contribution in con- conversations is Starts with the like I statement. So true. And it's like you start to notice it and it bugs you because you're like, oh my God, all you can talk about is yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And so then you are like, okay. And if you start less, you know, sentences with the letter I, then you end up asking a lot of questions Mm. and you end up buying into whatever somebody else is saying and like listening more. Like, I, that's like one of my resolutions, like, listen. Shut up and listen. That's a great resolution. Like, listening as a guy's for fake empathy can generate so much intel. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's true. Be a sponge. I yeah. think you've got great New Year's <laughs> resolutions. <laughs> I do too. Between not being shitty and not, not saying shitty. I, I think that's a great idea. Thank okay. you very much. <laughs> so let me ask you, how many people do you think are going to listen to this podcast? Like, is the whole lacrosse team? <laughs> yeah. That's a great question. Oh, um, and then it's a loaded question. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, I don't my mean team to, like, No, say, no, no, I know. My teammates are going to love that. Damn it, get us some plays. No, loaded question. I'll repost it on my SoundCloud. Are you sound, and then I'll put it I'll put it on my Instagram story. Perfect. Do you think the rest of the Pac-12 will try to listen to it? Dude, to I, earlier you were, like, asking me specific questions, and I was like, ooh, I can't. I can't. Give out I the can't. fucking. Well, I also can't. I don't want to talk shit on any hand. teams. Oh, I, I don't want to give them shit. Oh, I'll talk shit on my own shit. school all day. Yo, fuck Colorado. I gave them a lot of Stanford, money. Stanford. <laughs> I don't want to. But I don't want to give any other team State. clout. I don't want to. I don't want to give yeah. them any other clout than we have. But okay. uh, I also, it's also like I might get in trouble. I don't know. But it, for talking about this, I don't think I will. But like the NCAA has all these compliance rules, mm-hmm. right? With like being a student athlete, right? And like you, like with my friends and I always joke about it. Like we, I can't be a model in college. Like I can't go what? out there you and, should leave and you should leave. and, That's and an sell my body as an athlete and make money because that would be a violation of NCAA rules. Oh, so you can't right? like pose for a Nike ad. But yes, that's, but that's but serious. I also can't. I can't be a model. Which like, who is the NCAA to tell me I can't? Be yeah, <laughs> we always joke about it like no, as if any of us value judgments. Right. Wait. But what, what about an Instagram model? 
Is that allowed? So it's, 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 like, it's a very, it's like kind of gray area, but it's also like things like starting a YouTube channel and like maybe necessarily being a comedian, but right. the exception of the rule is if you started it before you were an NCAA athlete, which I started it before. Oh, oh so, you so you're good. In. I got grandfathered in. Yeah. Yo, so like, so you're great. So I'm a birthright so citizen to so be. So if you're an <laughs> underage Instagram model mm-hmm. before you go to college and be an yeah, athlete, like if you're then an, you're fine. Right. Yeah. So if you were a. Uh, shots, you know, uh, hit up her IG. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, literally. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just get some <laughs> 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 Instagram <laughs> for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, no, I don't want to get slammed with any NCAA. I mean, also the the funny part is when they give you the presentation, so. the NCAA compliance. You're like, yeah, for sure, this is gonna apply to me, the like women's lacrosse player for University of California, and not the like Duke basketball player, not to take bribes. Like right, that's right, like right. it's all under that sort of stuff. It's like. Yeah, I don't think boosters are going to take me out to dinner. <laughs> you never know. Lacrosse is how, gaining in popularity. Sure. How lucrative is it nowadays, lacrosse? Very lucrative. Yeah. Is the, it really? The most lucrative. No, I don't know. Well, well <laughs> I, think yeah. I definitely think it's the yeah. most it's ever been. Yes, it is. Yeah. And there's um, sure. a, a new league starting, uh, the Premier Lacrosse League, mm-hmm. Paul Rabel, who is like the most famous. Paul Gable, right? Rabel. A Rabel. Oh, no, Ray- I'm Paul of Rabel. Gary Gate. Never mind. No, no, no. no yeah, yeah. Gary Gate is a Syracuse women's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, Paul Rabel is um, starting a new premier lacrosse league, um, and it's got uh, a deal with N- NBC mm-hmm. Sports for you know. Oh wow, lacrosse is gonna go to so NBC it's gonna be and it's gonna be on networks. NBC Sports. It's gonna be on a mainstream. Ne- yeah, it's huge. Wow, uh, and they've got big time financial backing from Wall Street guys because because they all used to play lacrosse. They all <laughs> used to play lacrosse. Yeah. Literally, I mean that's yeah. and that's the smartest thing I think Paul Rabel did was right. use lacrosse as a way to say, hey, you love this sport, right. don't you want to see it on TV? Yeah. Like, let's get it going. So right. it's going to be a, a tour based model rather than I know way too much about it because I did a paper on it because yeah. I, t- I took a class this semester on it was like a journalist journalism class. Um, and it was on sports, so we could our final paper could be on anything. So I just did like a investigative report on <laughs> the new lacrosse league, and there is a lot of money in it, and it's a it's a very popular sport that's growing yeah. at a rate that is very much outperforming any other sport. Because there's actually a decline in youth sports, but lacrosse is growing, so it's sort of going the reverse. Well, because it's like football, but safe. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. I wouldn't want my yeah. kid to play football. Would you yes. guys? I mean, it's so no, dangerous. That. No, yeah, yeah that's Idiot. that's it's safer than that. Right. Um, it's interesting because, so, yeah. like, I mean, I have two step cousins or something like that that played for Holy Cross D1. And yeah. we get together Thanksgiving, and I think it was Thanksgiving or maybe it was Easter, one of them, but they were televising some big thing. Like on Easter, yeah. On, I don't know if it was ESPN. ESPN U, yeah. ESPN U uh, gets games. Yeah, and they're all just zoning, and I was like, wow, I'd never seen like a lacrosse, lacrosse game on TV. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And the number one player in the whole league, and they were all like, you know, this guy was like a black guy. And I was like, wow, like there's like black kids playing. Like, yeah. There's this kid, uh, Trevor Batiste. Yeah. Who was on Denver. Fro- yeah, Denver. Yeah, mm-hmm. that kid's ferocious. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And well, our fearless leader, Pete. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, coaches. He's a lacrosse coach. Yeah, coaches right. lacrosse. Yeah. Right. Like I, think I thought that was an anecdotal thing. Like I remember watching The Wire and hearing the bunk play lacrosse like back in the day. You mm-hmm. know, they would have like one minority or something. But yeah. I was like, wouldn't it be wild if like the sport got taken over by like big strong like? Well, there is that. there that would is be amazing. A, yeah. a movement within lacrosse because it was a Native American sport originally, right? right. Yes. You can make like a Remember the Natives movie or something. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
remember the oh, native. There's, um, there's wow. like four or so five professional wow. players, the Thompson brothers. I don't think there's four or five. There's like three of them. Mm-mm. And they're all from upstate New York and they're Native American. And they right. went to Albany and they're like the best lacrosse players in the world. Like wow. they're the best. And they are, you know. Um, African American? No, they're oh, Native American. Oh, they're Native American. They're Native American, oh, wow. the Thompson brothers, okay. and they're part of this new league. So, and that's the thing about like people. People need to watch it. Like yeah. people need to be exposed to it. Because what's crazy about lacrosse is that it's a huge sport. But the pinnacle of any lacrosse player's career is the Final Four. Yeah. Is the national championship? Like you don't. There is no like beyond that because the viewership for for the other kind of like second tier professional leagues is way below ESPNU. Like they don't have an ESPNU. Right, like it's all college games, which mm-hmm. is kind of crazy. And um, you know, a lot of the players that try to go professional after college, and there's like a MLL, which is a major lacrosse league, mm. but it's not that successful. And um, yeah, they all have to have day jobs. Yes, yeah. it's like a five thousand dollars salary. Yeah. Like, and that's what Paul Rabel has been trying to sell, like hit full benefits, like yeah. a, a salary. Wow. And like, yeah, which is crazy. It's, it's like the early football days when they yes, had guys named like Concrete Charlie who play like linebacker for the Steelers, and then during the daytime he was like a concrete salesman. Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, that happened because my husband was uh, was a D one lacrosse player in college. Where did he go? And he went to UD. Oh wow! And a bunch of guys that he played with yeah. went on to go pro. Yeah, but they all had, had to have jobs. like office jobs yes. during yeah. the day. So yeah, like people like Paul Rabel were talking about how can I go from being in front of 50,000 people at Gillette Stadium in the National Championship to the next weekend being 400 at the Rutgers field behind the stadium. Like that's yeah. kind of where it's at. So now it's like, all right, let's get a deal on TV. Let's give people, oh let's yeah. give players the ability to work full time so then they can push their brand. And that's right. the cool part about being like in the moment, like the sort of Instagram professional sports player thing mm-hmm. is like if they can focus on getting out their brand, their kind of mm-hmm. face becoming, you know, people have fan bases around players rather than the teams. So it's an interesting, uh, you know, concept and it's happening this summer. So I'm curious to see how it goes. I think it'll go really well. Would you ever go pro? Uh, I don't. I'm not good enough to go pro. <laughs> well, you're you're D1 lacrosse player. I mean, Berkeley's a very good school. Yeah. So yes. Um, that's a great question. I don't it know. It's the Pac-12. No. It's the Pac-12. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> no, I mean, well, you have to be. Well, the women's the women's side. There's the women's professional lacrosse league, but it's like decades behind what yeah, Paul Rabel is doing, and they all Typical. have jobs, right? Yeah. But no, there's I mean, like there's only there's I'm only four teams. Yeah, that's right. we want you to go pro. That's, that's flattering. But, but I, I my teammates are gonna listen to this and be like, "Oh, you think you're gonna go pro? Like, I'm not." No, I'll take your assessment before I take my own. I don't know anything about lacrosse. Yeah, no, I love it. Well, that's that's the thing. Like people in it's hard to explain to people in lacrosse about comedy and people in comedy about lacrosse. Like. Comedy and lacrosse are like the two things that I love most in this world. Mm-hmm. But with lacrosse, like it has an expiration date. Like I'm not right. going to be able to play lacrosse in three years, but I'm going to be able to do comedy for the rest of my life. Right. So, right. like people are like, "How like do you getting up in California?" And I'm not getting up anywhere near where I should be in terms mm-hmm. of like working on it. But I also am like, if I'm gonna do this lacrosse thing, like I should just do it 100. Yeah. percent like, So yeah. it's and I love it. I mean, it's it's my yeah, team is awesome. Um, I love my coaches. Like I'm really fortunate because I have like such a great the team that I'm on mm-hmm. has such a good dynamic. And I've talked to so many other people who play sports in college, and they talk about how crazy their coaches and how much their team it was like infighting and like yeah. we don't have any of that, and it's awesome. Um, so it's and it's provides for probably a really good strong you know season so mm-hmm. i'm excited for that too 
and it'll be fun. And we have a young team. Like it's like I play, which is kind of fun. You know, That's makes awesome. it makes Refresh it more enjoyable. Play, yeah, yeah, is when you're actually on the field too. But either yeah. way, I mean, on the field, on the bench, you just g- good attitude. Exactly. There you, you know? go. There you go. Yeah. In case hey, coach. Hey, coach. <laughs> if, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I think that's, I mean, I've recently had stuff where, like, you certain things happen and it sucks. And you're like, it's not about whatever happens. It's, like, how you how react you react to it. To it. Right. Yeah. It's growth. Growth. Yes, exactly. So, and it's hard to in the moment when you're, like, going through something shitty and you're like, this sucks. But yeah. once you get out of it, that's when you're, but you got to, like, when you're in it, you're like, I'm going to get out. I don't know how right. <laughs> I'm gonna get out. That's well. See, that's why sports are such a good metaphor for life stuff. Yes, you so know, sports good. metaphors work, and so because you can say the same with everything in life. It's yes. like you say, "Oh, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel yet," and then yeah. finally you do, and you look back, and you're like, "I'm better for it." Yes, you're better for it, and yeah, it's it's and like being, you know, sometimes you're on the bench, but you gotta like work your way there up you go. off the bench. Sports metaphors. What man. can you do yeah. to get better, and yeah. what can you improve on? <laughs> yeah, it's it's. It's awesome. It's it's also like so hard. <laughs> like it's like the hardest thing I've ever had to do is to play sports, and I feel like a dick when I complain about it because people are like, "Oh, you play sports." No, my husband even today is like tells me stories about how it's hard they make you guys practice yeah. and all that stuff, and it just sounds worth it if you win. Extremely intense. Yeah, worth it if you win for sure. It's all about the team, man. Yeah, Woman. he played at UD. That's cool. Yeah, he played at. UD. They have like a historic program, like goes back way back right yeah he was it was a very i don't know very much about lacrosse and i found all this with time but ud and i didn't find out from him i found out from other people that uh-huh. ud lacrosse is a big deal yeah yeah wait which ud university of delaware okay yeah that's what i thought yeah. i was just yeah university of delaware women's won the first ever national championship oh really like a billion years ago oh, i don't know how i know that but i know that i hate that home, i know that i'm gonna go home with those facts yeah, yeah. there you go more fun how did you guys meet we met Dude. at a wedding. Oh, my, I love that. My oh, so this is the rom com you wrote. Yes, <laughs> yeah. This is this is the rom com. My <laughs> um, pro wedding uh, biopic no, slash rom com. My roommate from the University of Southern California mm-hmm. uh, is originally from USC. here in DC, and she University a guy. of Spoiled Children. Sorry, I just wanted to say that. Everybody says that. Everybody <laughs> says that. Haters gonna hate. You know what I mean? We're always the That's ones that people right. they hate on our football program. Whatever. I don't think that USC. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I visited USC a couple weeks ago. Oh, you did? Yeah, I went with my friend down to LA when we had like a free, well, only free weekend all fall. It's so nice now. The it campus. Is, it's so. It, is it was the not University like that of before. Spoiled Children. We stayed in the village, and I was like. Are we in co- like? Is this college? Because know, this insane. is like a. It's like a simulation. It's insane. It's like what? It's insane. Like everybody's driving like Mercedes and out. The insane. village. It has like it has Trader Joe's, yeah. Soul Cycle, Target, Cava, Starbucks. I swear to God, an Abercrombie and Fitch. It's so nice. Spot, None of that was there. A when nail I was salon, school, and it's all within your own like apartment complex, so you don't even have to leave. It's you nuts. could exist in your bubble in your bubble. Like my I, old boy I flunked know. out of there, and then he came home and just sat in his big condo and did more or less the same thing in Denley Town for the next five or six yep. years. Yup, it's insane. It's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. I went to a football <laughs> game with a bunch of my roommates when I was in LA in October. Yeah, and I hadn't been to campus since we graduated, and I saw all that. I was like, "There's a Trader Joe's." I used to drive like forty minutes. 
to go to a good grocery store because all we had was a yeah, was a Ralphs that had like Ralph's. rotting produce because USC <laughs> is, USC is not is in a good neighborhood. It is in a bad neighborhood. Yeah. It yes. is in a bad. So before it was, we like went out and started exploring like what we told ourselves, mm-hmm. my roommates and I, was that because we were there when we when we were there, we started going out and exploring Los Angeles like very young, like when I was about your age. Yeah. When I start like I started going out. In yeah. LA, LA, mm-hmm. wet, rather than doing like the college scene thing. Right. So by the time I graduated, I was like, very. We were all like that. We were all very adult, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that we knew how to. Sur- we didn't. We weren't in this like college bubble anymore. Yeah. But now they can just live in that little bubble yep. and have a great time. I it's went insane. last year when um, we played USC down in LA. I got my first start, um, <laughs> but hey. I did not start after that. Uh, they crushed us. It did not go well. But um, we had practice. We're very good. At uh, yeah, because you have all that money. Yes, yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, as public school kids, can't say the yeah. same. Uh, <laughs> Fair, but Fair. Um, <laughs> we were at the field, like McAllister Field or whatever it is, and we had practiced the day before the game, and it was you know t- right in Compton, basically. Yeah, not a great place no. to be, and we have mm. all of our stuff, and they like locked the gates while we had practice, and then we go to leave, finish practice, locked in. Like, literally locked in the field at USC. We were like, they don't, they don't want us to leave. Like, we get it. Oh, but wow. they led, like, we had to, like, wait at, like, 30 minutes after we'd finished practice in L.A. heat. And we had, like, just come from Arizona, like, on a road trip. Oh, oh it was man. just, it was a nightmare. USC, what but are you going to We, gonna were, we hated, fueled to the fire of our hate. Yeah. For Real <laughs> quick, we want to make a brief announcement. So, uh, at the draft house this week Intermission. on the 12th. We have Sam J from Saturday Night Live, uh, Netflix, and Donna's daughter. Uh, Seven o'clock and nine o'clock, both Saturday and Sunday nights at twelve and thirteen. Follow us at Countercurrents DC on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter for a chance to win uh, free tickets to the show. So hit us up; that'll be good. And if you want to just hang out with Petey Steele, he's got a show at the Crybaby. <laughs> On the 12th, that's going to be at 9 o'clock, 2110 5th Street Northeast, second floor, $5. It's going to be me, and I don't even know who else, but it'll be some bad motherfuckers. So, you know, (laughs) just come. Just come. That's Mm -hmm. all you got to do. Lena, what do you got coming up? Um, This is airing on Monday. So on Thursday, I'll be at DC Improv on the open mic. Oh, the open mic. The open mic. So that's exciting. You guys yeah, can come see me through. on that. Uh, yeah, that's that's the Who's coolest show that? this week. Vaughn Michael. Nice. Yeah. So come by and see that. That's always funny, and that's always a good time. What about you, Liza? Yeah. What do you have going on? Uh, I'm on some Capital Laughs shows this week. Nice. Um, probably going to go to the Shuffle tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, Yeah, I'll try to do that early because we also got National Championship, Roll Tide. Um <laughs> <laughs> So by the time most people listen to this, is going up tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So by the time most people listen to this, it'll be mm-hmm. Alabama will have already won. Yep. <laughs> but um, and then Fuck you, Jack. yeah. <laughs> what else? Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of capital laughs. Um, yeah. What am I? Do? Town Tavern on Thursday, and then I guess tonight I have a show, but can't time travel, so I can't past. come to that. No. Yeah. <laughs> and um, already, yeah, I'll be at probably the draft house. Ha- I'll be at the draft house next Saturday. Nice. The mic, as always. Yeah, we'll all be good there. Good time. Probably. And then I'll be in California and coming to my lacrosse game March 2nd. 
March first, two p.m. GW 2 PM. campus, Mount Vernon Field. Support Pac-12, everybody. Support Pac-12. <laughs> yeah, come on. Nothing like a good group of California kids coming in and beating DC what kids. What does it cost these days to attend a college thing? I'll go regardless. I don't think. I think it's probably free. Is it free? I okay. Would, yeah, I would doubt it would be cost anything. That's too bad. I mean, like, I, I want to see people get money. You know. I remember going to a woman's ice hockey game. Sometimes they do. I mean, it depends. $2 in 1999. Really? $2? Two fucking dollars. And it was one of the top five sporting events I've ever been really? to. Really? That's crazy. Yeah, because they were fucking fist fighting on the ice. Oh, I'm like sure. pile drive. And yeah. it was like the most grisly. Petey was like, this is better than porn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is better than porn. <laughs> <laughs> you're too, but you're too good, Liza. For the uh, tournaments, they, they it costs money. Like, if yeah. it's the Pac 12 tournament, costs money. NCAA tournament costs yeah. take a ticket. So this is like, but regular season, yeah. yeah. We're playing okay. them in uh, Mount St. Mary's. Oh, so yeah, it's like Are an you East going Coast. Going up to Thermont to play them. Yes. Oh shit. Yeah. That's clan land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Literally, is it really. Yeah. Yeah, they have the, the KKK has a chapter up there. They Stop. hang out at the Sheets um, yep. gas station. Maryland is surprising. Stop. Yeah. There's For a sure. couple places in Maryland that'll fuck your head up. You go through Cecil County if you go up Route One on your way to New York. I like to take the scenic up. Yeah, to New yeah, York. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I drove that way last week. Flags hanging Shut off barns and stuff. Yeah, there's oh, a yeah. town called Rising Sun. Totally disgusting. Racist. It's not all in the South. Yeah, it's Prior still below yeah. the Mason Dixon. People forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maryland's definitely. People like uh, like in California are like, oh, you're f- you're from Virginia, you must be from the South. Like that is like the yeah. assumption, and I'm like, no, I'm like, you go to Maryland, that like the Maryland, a lot of places in Maryland are more southern than Northern Virginia. Northern Virginia's most. Oh yeah, Northern Virginia. I but, mean, Virginia, but you guys yes. Are still pretty fucked up. I mean, as yeah. a state. As whole. a state, yeah. I will, I won't <laughs> deny yeah. that. We've got some some history for sure. Yeah. yeah. Richmond. <laughs> well. Liza, thank you so much. Yeah. This has been a lot of fun. We'll Good do time. It again when you, yeah. Uh, you know, you're back in town again. Back in May. And I just got to do one goes. thing before we go. Yeah. We have a very avid listener, my cousin Steele, that I told you about. Petey, remember? I told. Yeah, I said to him, I, he name. listens to he listens to all our episodes. So I said I'd shout him out. Yo, what so, up, Steel? So hi, Steel. Thanks for Steel. listening. You made it to the end. Congrats, yeah. bud. Yeah. Congrats. Steel. Yeah. <laughs> Steal, <laughs> a fan of Petey Steals. Anyway, all right, I did that. Yeah, so we can great. move on. Have a good Monday, everybody. Mm-hmm. Have a good week, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Shout us out on, on all the things. Yeah. What's oh. your New Year's resolution? Yeah. yeah. Tell us, us your own New Year's resolution. You want to give your, or, or is that against Title Nine to do like your social media? It's not against Title Nine. Okay. Title yeah. Nine what, where, <laughs> where can people get? Oh uh, yeah, uh, Liza Banks eleven on Instagram. Um, down by the L Banks on Twitter. Pretty proud of that one. Came up with it when I was 12. Haven't changed it since. Uh, and then Facebook's just Liza Banks. You can just find it. Liza Banks. L-I-Z-A-B-A-N-K-S. Banks like money. Boom, boom. Down by the banks. Let's get this money. Let's do it. Let's go. All right. Peace. Bye, everybody.